Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. She says to me, let's start the Shrink Chat show. I need to sleep. Let's go. (laughs) Hello, everyone. This is Shannon and Kathy of Shrink Chat. It sure is. Uh, let's start with the trivia. Let's get that okay. sorted out. What was the trivia question last week? The question was, what was Bram Stoker's original name for vampire? Mm. And what was it? Well, first of all, Tom G from Minnesota. Tom, how about those Vikings? Tom G, we're respecting his confidentiality. Okay. But... Thank you for writing into our email, writing an email. Um, the answer is it's vampire, but it's spelled with a W. So he spelled it W-A-M-P-Y-R. I knew about the Y. Yeah. Very fascinating. Yeah. No E on the end. Sometimes it's V-A-M-P-Y-R-E. This is W-A-M-P-Y-R. Goodness gracious. How very complicated. All okay. Right. New, new trivia. Next week. Yes. Under the witch post on Instagram Mm -hmm. or again, or by email, you can email or write us a letter. (laughs) Don't say it, Shannon. (laughs) I'm not going to, I was going to say, or tweet at me, but whatever. Or tweet at her. The question is, what witch was married to Darren on the show? Bewitched. Mm. What was this witch's name? One more time. What witch was married to Darren on Bewitched? And you can post that either under our witch's post on Instagram or Telegram <laughs> or a white dove. Oh, wow. We are in witchy times. Put a note on a pigeon. Oh, okay. And with the fires, it may have to sit up there for a while, okay. but it might actually get to us faster. Anyway. Uh, okay. Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Fun fact. I worked on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I know. For seven years, kids, this is another life. She was Salem. (laughs) Did you know, fun fact, that um, Sabrina and Salem are in every episode of that show? Every single one. I actually think I did know that rare piece of trivia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad because Salem was my favorite. I love Salem and his voice. He had a great voice. Salem was my favorite. And Nick, who did the voice, was my absolute favorite person on the set. And I just want to say that Shannon has a cat who looks just like Salem named Cole. Yes. And he's pretty flippin' cute. (laughs) My very own black cat. He's a little bitch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what we call him around here. (laughs) It's the C word, but we're not going to use that word. Cole. That's right. That's the C (laughs) word. Cole. Uh, All right. So that was trivia. Yay. (laughs) I think what we're going to do with the trivia over time is that each time you answer a trivia question, like anybody who participates and you answer it, like you throw down your gauntlet, we're going to, I'm going to keep track of everyone who participates and then over time, I'm not sure if it'll be the end of the year or I don't know what we're going to do about that, but we'll pick a time frame, like 
I don't know, three or six months or something. And then at the end of that time frame, I'm going to count up all the little hash marks for who participated. I hope this doesn't get out of hand. Uh, if it does, I'm in trouble. But And then they're going to win something, and then we're going to send them something. A little, and maybe even sing to them. A little Terror Talk care package accompanied by a song. Which Kathy's going to sing, apparently. Like a telegram. Oh. I'm on that. <laughs> oh, my God. With the doves in the background. What, what is, is your wrong? problem? <laughs> I want to go back to simpler times. What is wrong with you? I'm burnt out. You want to get a telegram. <laughs> well, we can talk, talk about your burnt outness if you like. I need to process some of that. Okay, well, let's do it. We we mentioned earlier this week on the witches episode... Um, we talk about our, our, our field a lot on the show. If you haven't listened before and we talk about what our weeks are like and for both Shannon and myself, depending on what we're doing and especially in this field, it never looks the same every day. Um, but there are days or weeks where I certainly feel well, way more burnt out than Mm -hmm. others. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um, our job as a container, our job as uh, someone who's constantly managing, people's expectations of instant gratification and quick fixes. And we talked a lot about the depth work on the witches episode and how, um, although not everybody works the way that Shannon and I do, which is, you know, sometimes you have to tolerate that discomfort versus like, here's just a solution for you kind of thing. I think sometimes that that can get really draining and it gets put back on us and the expectations that people have, for us. It's almost like that hot potato. Like, I don't want to hold this here. You hold it Mm -hmm. for the week, you know, and that can really come down hard even. And I'm someone who I I consider, I have a lot of pretty good boundaries with my clients. And, you know, I, I make sure that they understand that time is valued and money's valued because it is a business, but without that exploiting the client, I hope people understand what I'm saying when I say that. And even with those boundaries, um, it's a taxing job, yeah. whether it's therapy, testing, it's all essentially dealing with people's shit. Yeah, it's exhausting. I mean, if you imagine someone banging on a door all day long and you're the one that has to keep the door closed or you're the one that has to say, could you could you stop doing that for a second <laughs> so everybody can have some peace? Like, hold on a minute, just like, you know. Don't act out for a few minutes so that you can stop banging on the door. And then you're the one that has to manage that all day long. It just gets exhausting. And I think some days you just sit down and go, fuck it, bang on the door, man. Like, go for it, you know? And we don't get to do that. We don't get to do that. We get to process that, um, well, you know, right now on a on our show, but with each other, you know, more regularly because... It's, it is exhausting work because when you're getting stuff thrown at you all the time and your job is to take it, look at it, turn it around and reflect it back to the person to start to have that conversation about their shit. It's exhausting because that's a lot of mental labor that you're having to Mm -hmm. go through to be that person's sort of frontal lobe or imagination or whatever it is in that moment. I mean, that's... Yeah, even just like helping people establish their narratives mm-hmm. and their and and how they see the world and how that might be impacting. That's heavy stuff. Very. Um, I've even gotten now to a place where I don't take my dogs every day to work because mm-hmm. they need they're a, ingesting it all. They need a rest. You bet. That's they smart. need a rest. And so I rotate. I have two dogs that I take with me to work and 
for a while there, um, I would take Belle a lot because my clients love her. And more recently, I have a, a puppy that I got in May. I rescued in May, and he's going to be one next month, so acclimating him to all of it. But there have been days where, because my clients really rely on them a lot, which mm-hmm. I, I think is great, too. I mean, they, they are a lot of help. But I've explained to them, you know, sometimes they need a break. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they need a break um, because it's heavy. They're absorbing all of that energy and they, they pick it up from me, whatever I'm containing. So my whole point in this is that when your job is to sit in somebody else's energetic field mm-hmm. all day mm-hmm. um, and those fields are constantly changing and we're adapting to the different energies, it is I don't know how more of, I guess this is where we have to have that self-care and those boundaries. I don't know how more of us don't get sick. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I mean, you and I in our training sites and stuff back in the day, oh, like, yeah, there I were was, people that got a lot, very ill I physically. Was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people somatize their feelings, mm-hmm. meaning they come out in their body. And culturally, that happens in certain cultures more than others, too. Yeah. And I certainly do. Yeah. It's, um, I don't happen to do that as much. I have other acting out behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> but um I don't um I don't somatize things as much although I'll get a neck ache sometimes. Shannon goes streaking. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> run with the witches. <laughs> In the werewolf field. No. Shannon can't keep her clothes on. I'm actually, <laughs> as I'm saying that, I'm looking at a book on her shelf called The Lusty Lady. <laughs> That's a great book. Yeah. It's about it's strippers. It's about Shannon. It's about strippers. Not me. Uh, but <laughs> that's a great little book. Um, you know, you're, you're bringing up a funny, funny point to take us off of the burnout is that you're joking about me taking off my clothes, but in, um, in my master's degree program, if there was, if there's only a two or three people, women in my master's degree program that would know this about me, but there was a time when things would get so metaphorically hot. Like, you know, when you're in psych school, for some of you, you are in psych school, but when you're in psych school, you know, you're bringing up a lot of stuff. You're bringing up a lot of your own stuff. You're bringing up, you're talking about a lot of different things and you're interacting and you're, you're working your family dynamic, especially my program, you're working your family dynamic with your peers. And so you're getting triggered. You're having reactions to oh, some of the classes get heated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially the like cultural ones and the group and ones. anything about gender or mm-hmm. group or oh my God. Yeah. And I who used, had it worse. Yeah, who had it worse? <laughs> Let's get in the trauma competition, shall we? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah. So it gets pretty interesting. And I um there's only a couple of people that knew this, but I would take naked breaks. <laughs> <laughs> she just made the funniest face. She's like, what? What is that? Excuse me? At, at um, school? I can't believe I'm airing this publicly. But um, no, I would go in the restroom and on our break, I would go in the restroom and take off my clothes to get like a break from the binding. Hmm. It was like, I, I don't know how to else to explain it. It sounds completely ridiculous. Would you just like stand in the stall? No, I'm sitting there peeing. I oh. mean, you know, like I'm just going to the restroom. Gotcha. It was only like 60 seconds, but okay. it would be like I would just like free myself from mm-hmm. it was almost this metaphor. I didn't think of it as a metaphor at the time. At the time, I was like, I'm just hot 
and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And this will make me feel a little bit better. It's like at the end of the day when yeah. you come home and you change your clothes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the sensation sure. I was striving for, which I think is pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we get home, you change your clothes, you put on your jammies. Mm -hmm. I was looking for the sensation of transition from the from the hard day. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't gonna get it because my school days were like twelve hours long. Mm -hmm. So you know, every five or six hours I would do this. And then it became a funny thing. Yeah. And my friends would talk about like, oh, did you go over a naked break? <laughs> and I'm like, no, not this time. Anyway, and I think it's a good metaphor for actually for what you were talking about was like, sometimes we just sort of need a break from our, mm -hmm. our, our role. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, like a break from being a therapist. I think it's maybe one of the reasons why we started the podcast, you know, yeah. over a year ago is... We wanted to talk psych and we love movies and we wanted and we love to talk um, about it. I think it's why so many of us, though, um, diversify our work. Yes. Like for me, I split it up with teaching and testing and testifying mm -hmm. because the therapy and I know you do supervision, like mm -hmm. supervisory and clinical director work. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you've been in the field for a while and you're just doing therapy, yeah. I don't know how people I I commend people who can do that because I, yeah, I can't yeah no I um I started out thinking that I was going to be in private practice mm -hmm. like this was the thing when I went to school I was like oh man because I worked for myself for several decades and you know from being a kid like I've always had a side hustle I always mm -hmm. was on an independent contractor w9 or whatever they call those um and I was thinking, okay, this is perfect. I'm going to have a private practice and I'm going to see clients and I'm going to work for myself and that's going to be my next thing. And then that slowly, as I worked for agencies and did training sites and everything, I've slowly, and then I had a private practice that got fairly healthy in a part-time way in the beginning. And that was like more than I wanted. Mm. And I was like, oh, Okay, so no, <laughs> no to the original thought. Mm -hmm. um, I also for a while thought I was going to like work in jails and prisons, but I set that aside as well. And then it became, so now it's like, I like working for an agency because it's, there's people, it's social, I learn things, I, yeah. I get to supervise, I have um, staff that I care about, um, you know, I, and then I have, I do have a private practice, which I enjoy as well. Right. And then we have this and then, um, I have a couple of other things going on. It's like, yeah, yeah private practice in isolation can be really, like, Ooh. I'm, I'm thankful that our practice is more like a center. So we yeah, have staff and that would work different positions. Um, but also like the way that you feel about your agency to me, that's like my students. Yeah. Like I, I love right. watching them grow and I love mm -hmm. seeing that other side to the work. And so mm -hmm. I guess. I'm a typical Libra in that way where I need that balance. And without it, I, I get sick if I'm doing too much, if mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm just doing therapy and I'm not around enough people and I'm actually, the older I get, I'm actually much more introverted, um, where I, I need, I need less of the ongoing contact, but I still need it. Mm -hmm, of course. But I do recharge a lot of times by myself now where I used to need people to recharge. I've, I've changed yeah, that that's way. really shifted even since I've known you, I think. I yeah. feel like when we first met, you were much more of an extrovert. I was out all the time. Than you are now. I was out all but the time. But that might have just been time of life, too. I don't know. Could have been, and I was still in graduate school and, and maybe needed more out. But I've, I've definitely, I definitely need a lot less when it comes to that. And I think that's part of it, too, is 
when you get into this field, people need you mm. all the time. Oh boy. So I think you get to a point, you know, whether, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like, you know, I, I care about my clients. I care about my students. I don't want that to come off in a, in a bad way. But what that means is there's more time you need to recharge. So if you're, if, if people constantly need you for something, I have found myself needing more alone time. It's a lot of supportive energy that's going out. Yep. You're doing a lot of supporting of others, which is, which is our job, but it's also our vocation. It's our yeah. calling. It's something we were doing anyway. Right. Um, but I also think that you're absolutely right. It just takes so much energy and that's why there's things in research around vicarious trauma mm -hmm. and, you know, self-care systems and all of the things and burnout in this field is those are the things we suffer from, um, you know, healer fatigue or whatever. Well, and I think that, you know, in Los Angeles, I don't want to stereotype, but there, there's a much larger sense of entitlement out here too. So when you're working in certain areas of practice, um, there are people who really don't give a shit how they're coming off and what they want. They want it and they expect it, especially if they're in a, a very uncomfortable place in their life. Absolutely. So that can be really disconcerting and just, um, difficult to deal with because you want to have compassion, you want to have empathy, but you also have to have boundaries. And it's really finding that. So that in itself can be dra uh, draining is finding that boundary sometimes too, because mm -hmm. we still have to protect ourselves and stay charged for our other clients and, and our personal life. Oh, what? We're human? Oh, we have that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No. But just to give a perspective, like over the summer, Shannon knew this, I was in charge of 50 students and a caseload of 30. I mean, th those, those are potentially 80 people who could be contacting me at any time. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. And having to manage that, you gotta, you have to know how to take care of yourself. So there are weeks. There are weeks that where I just get fatigued. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I mean, everyone can relate to that. Everybody has to take a vacation. Everybody has to yep. say, okay, I, I, I got to take a personal day. I got to mm -hmm. tap out for a minute because I've gotten myself overloaded. We take it. We take responsibility. I mean, those 80 people are Kathy's responsibility for taking on yeah. that. We take responsibility for it, but we're also in the business of helping others navigate their own boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so when ours get out of whack, we have to like real, we are expected. And I've talked about this before. We're held to a higher standard, which is sometimes annoying, but, but it's just true, right? Yeah. We're we, as a standard. I mean, if we've chosen this life where we have to push ourselves to, to a higher standard mm -hmm. of humanity, we're mm -hmm. just, we're just trying guys. We're not actually a higher standard of humanity. We're just on that road of mm -hmm. where we chose a journey to to figure out how to be a bit better. And I think one of those things is being a bit better is when we get in the weeds to go like, all right, stop. <laughs> I need a minute. Can we please talk about witches or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to play poop later. So hopefully. We're going to play with some poop. We're going to yeah. get real primal. Hey, I wanted to mention, and I pivot, I'm pivoting. Um, pivot. <laughs> putting on chapstick as well. Um, I have an idea for the studio for Christmas. I was okay. watching a, um, I was watching a, video on YouTube the other day mm -hmm. of um, people that I watch. Uh, and the woman in the video was going to make a horror tree, a horror Christmas tree. So she okay. was going to have a small Christmas tree of some kind and everything about it was going to be horror related. So ornaments. I mean, we, we, I like could, that. we could have like a black Christmas tree. I don't know if they sell those. We could spray paint it. We could spray paint it. Um, 
And then whatever we put on it has to be, you know, either like horror movie related. Should that damn clown be the angel? You could put the, <laughs> you could stab the clown in the bum and put him on, to put her on top. Top of the Christmas tree. Yeah. So, you know. Maybe dry up some of our poop Play-Doh and put it on the Christmas tree. <laughs> Oh, God. What have I I done? 53 Um, plus combinations. (laughs) It's coming, you guys. Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, that was my thought. I like that. Okay, cool. It's an idea. Um, What have you been watching? I started um, Paul Rudd's series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Living with Yourself. I tried. I got about 10 minutes in, and then it just wasn't that the day for me. Yeah, I'm about five episodes in. Oh, wow. What do you think? Um, It starts off kind of goofy and then it gets dark real quick um Mm -hmm. i like it i think if you give it a little bit more time you're going to like it because it certainly plays into the different um i don't know parts of the self and Mm -hmm. it must it really uh, clearly it's all a metaphor right the whole series is a metaphor what's it about for the people so he um so he's living this life that he's just he's kind of like just dulled by and and he's married to this woman who he really loves but their marriage is just kind of flatlined and she wants to have a baby but there's something wrong with their fertility so he's been trying to he keeps skipping the appointments for the fertility doctor and she's getting on him so it's just become like this they live together and they're married but everything in his life his work his marriage is like right (laughs) so he runs into a friend of his who's like doing really well who recommends him to go to this spa and he goes to a spa and he wakes up. Um, and as he wakes up, another version of himself is literally coming out of the ground somewhere else mm-hmm. and finds his way to his house. And then he realizes that what he's done by going to the spa has created the version of himself that is that much better. Um, <laughs> and it's everything that he wishes he could be. And he ends up getting jealous and envious of himself. Mm-hmm. But then that version of the self starts to recognize that the old self has things that he could never have. Yeah. So there's all this, these crazy. And there's the epiphany. Yes, yeah. I feel yeah. the epiphany coming. So I don't want to say any more because I don't want to give it away, but um, he's great in it. The cast is great in it. And it's very different. When I was watching the first couple episodes, I'm like, I don't know if I like this yet. I'm entertained by it, but I don't know if I like it yet. And then the more I got into it, I'm like, I really like it. You were intrigued yeah. enough to keep watching. That sounds interesting. It is. Don't we live in the most amazing day and age for media? Like yep. so many, because of the explosion of the internet and streaming services and Netflix and every, Hulu and everybody, th- Amazon throwing money at everybody to make stuff, mm-hmm. to just generate product. And I think that's so fantastic because you're going to get a lot of crap and you're going to get you're going to get magic Mm -hmm. because you're letting create creatives create Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with getting a bunch of garbage and also getting magic because if we're too censored, which had is what had started happening, you know, after the independent film movement, like got smothered and choked out by all of the big guys, Mm -hmm. um, we really needed something, you know, the creatives will always bust out, which Mm -hmm. just makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. And that's my additional soapbox for the week. Um, Thank you I for watched, that. <laughs> yeah, on Sunday I watched. Um, yeah, I watched The Conjuring Two and Annabelle Creation because I oh. just hadn't watched enough demons death. and death and ghosts. Followed by Toy Story Four. I heard that was good. It was cute. I have to do. Did something. you watch Pets Two yet? 
Uh-uh. You're waiting on that That's one. That's the screener I got, for those of you following along. And I also got a screener for us. Oh. So I now have that if we ever want to revisit that in the dark of night. <laughs> Oh, I started or a Sunday morning or a Sunday morning. Hey, that's my house in the Barco Langer on a Sunday morning. Um, I also tried to start watching a movie called The Cleaning Lady and I couldn't do it. It's like a, um, supposed to be a horror movie, although I think I'm about an hour in and nothing horrific has happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped watching, but it's supposed to be scary because it's like a, um, you know, a cleaning woman who's got a bunch of trauma is you know, uh, let's see, well, cleaning this woman's house and then wants to be her and then wants to kill her. It's that one of those gotcha. stalkery, doppelgangery things. And but, I but just not quite working for you. It, it's not, it's not, okay. it's, it's snot. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not working for me. So we're done. <laughs> um, you want to play with poop? I'd let's... love to play with some. Okay. Poop. So uh, if you're just joining us, which, you know, sorry, you, you're <laughs> going to probably sounded weird. I'm so sorry. Uh, Last week, I one of Kathy's birthday presents was I got her the Play-Doh poop troop, and now unfortunately we're gonna have a poop poop troop segment I, here. You for guys a can't while. see this, but it comes with like Mr. Potato Head pieces. Yeah, so if you're hearing so we me, can personify oh, the poop. our poop. So on the front it just says fifty plus combinations of poop, and then oh gosh, there's the little poop containers. So then Kathy just handed me a bag, and now I'm opening it of little pieces of what looks like all the pieces of a potato man head oh i can S smell that play-doh smell oh no that I, was, I thought you were gonna say it smelled like poop oh god i was no. like can you imagine if What's they give you the you? aroma as well oh. <laughs> <laughs> no one would play with this ever morning poop so in the After bag beer I've, poop. I've got like little arms they have a female arms and male arms and the male arms are orange and little ears Ooh, there's blue poop and a nose that looks just like Mr. Potato Head. And then Kathy is taking out what looks to be 65,000 um, little, little Play-Doh containers. Oh, my gosh. That's for the eyes. So that's what's in it. So what do you have in your bag? I opened my bag and I have explained it to the people. two sets of eyes. Okay, you have the eye bag. Yep, I have eyeballs. Eyeballs. I have pants. Yeah, legs. Oh, good, because I have oh, arms. Oh, no, no. No, no, sorry. I have arms. More eyes. Oh, eyes. Okay. I think I have the face stuff over here. I have all the senses. I have a hat. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Poop hat. Poop hat. Um, I've got the toppers, I think. That looks like a mouth. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, the mouths. The eyes and mouth. You've literally got all the senses. Oh, wait, no, I have the ears. Oh, my God, look <laughs> at this. All right. This is... Well, they can't look at this, no. so we'll have to... <laughs> <laughs> you put you put the play-doh in this little device and you push it through and it makes the poop holy mother <sighs> of god okay so there's a little dispenser Here, i see. guess okay yeah you want to do you yeah. want to narrate this open while yes i will okay. so she's opening up one of the containers of poop which just looks like those little purple poop oh god those looks like those oh, little no, no. play this is brown oh i bet it's all brown no that's the containers are just no, because look, she's blue. Oh, okay. Oh, there's blue poop and <laughs> brown brown poop so far. So she's emptying out a thing of brown play-doh, which is hypothetically poop, and then she's rolling it up. I don't know why she's doing that. She's rolling it up and then she's sticking it in this little device um, that's poop shaped. Uh, well, she had to add a little more. There was not enough poop. 
It's poop shaped. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. Is this is this entertainment? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and then she's got a little stick, of course, that she's got to push the poop through the end and poop it out. Is it going to look exactly the same as it did? Oh, and it's got a oh, it's got a poop like you have to put less in marking on the side though. It's got a little marking because I feel like. All right. Let's try this one. more. She's time. putting the poop back through. <laughs> Don't try that at home. Like your dogs do. Uh-huh. What happened? Oh. So that's just fun. I don't know why it's necessary. So you can put it through the little device and it comes out looking exactly the same. Here. How Is do there, we? Oh, here, look at this. Oh, I got oh, it. okay. So there's an additional piece we were not using and it is a swirly thing. I don't know what to say that is. It's like a cup, like a cap. Oh, I see. All right. So, you know, the poop emoji and how it looks like a swirl. Well, this is a little, um, mold of the emoji poop swirl. And so you put the Play-Doh inside this little mold. And then when you knock it out, it looks like the little poop emoji only in real time. Right. With all these different devices. I think we have to figure yeah, out. Yeah. So we're going to take a break from the poop scooping. <laughs> so what we planned to do today was unpack it and we did. And so that's what it looks like. And then I don't know, maybe at some point we'll, we'll post one on Instagram. We'll post once we make it. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure we're done with this conversation. <laughs> it's way more fun for us. Sorry. It's guys. way more fun for us. So anyway, um, Oh, poop emoji. Okay. So that's the poop troop Play-Doh. We're going to play with that eventually. Um, okay. One more thing. Um, what do we do in this weekend? So this weekend I am going to, I got the pleasure of, I wanted to share that I had the pleasure of, cause I often share media things on this show. I get to attend something called the deadline, um, contenders event. And, um, Deadline is an entertainment news source, uh, media. I don't know. These days it's like, it's not a magazine really. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they have one, but I always look at it online and they put on an event every year for the Emmys and for the Oscars. And I get to go to the contenders event, which is this Saturday, um, in Hollywood. And that what, sounds fun. Yeah, it, it should be fun. So it's one of those Oscar type of things where it's an all day event where you get exposed to basically everyone who wants to be part, you know, to get an award. So it's one of those events where, I don't know, maybe I'll live tweet from it or something on the terror talk, um, Twitter, because, it's fair. It's a very interesting experience. So you're in the audience and then what happens is, is, you know, the people from, um, the movie, the farewell, uh, the company H24, A24, you know, the writer director and the main actor will come out onto the stage and there's an interviewer there, the head guy at deadline, and he interviews them for 10 or 15 minutes about their project. And then they go away. And then, the people from uh, the report, uh, let's see, the writer, director, the chief investigator, the producer, the actors, whatever, they come out on stage and they talk about their project for 15 minutes. And 
it's everyone from the most famous people, you know, Shia LaBeouf and I don't know, Laura Dern and some different people that are in movies, Amy Pascal and different people that are in movies this year. Quentin will be there probably. So, and they come out and they say they're 15 minutes of stuff. They're basically selling their project because many people in that audience are voters uh, for the Oscars. And so they're doing their media stint. It's like a stop on the media train, but it's really cool because sometimes they'll show like uh, trailers and stuff from, mm -hmm. from things you haven't seen. You know, they try to throw in some of that stuff. They feed you breakfast and lunch. Um, there's a little bit of swag. So cool. I get to go to that. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I was going to maybe live tweet from it. Maybe I'll have, I don't know, a couple stories or some information to bring back to everyone. She just made a poop while I was talking. I talked long enough that she made a poop and she put eyeballs in it and a hat on it. And a it. backwards hat. Okay, that's ridiculous. Take a picture of that. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for listening. Um, I'm not sure what happened today. Do you know what happened for the last half an hour? Uh, uh, playing with poop? Yeah, I can smell it. It doesn't smell like poop, no, it but like it Play smells like Play-Doh. All right, so anyway, here we go. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to tune in next week for Terror Talk, which will be our discussion of Joker, the making of a psychopath, which we're very excited to do. And uh, this is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.